hope you find your prince, <laughs> your prince charming, but you also don't need a or your princess, princess. or your princess charming, or your or your froggy. Please find a froggy. I want a froggy. I want a froggy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of the Enchanted Pages podcast with Pooji and Maya, where we obsess over books and dream about magic. I'm Maya. And I'm Pooji. And this is our fairy tale themed episode. Yeah, so thank you for tuning in, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Do we want to start <laughs> off with books that we're reading, Maya? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm currently reading Jade City by Fonda Lee, The Graveyard Book by Niall Gaiman, Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo, and Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. And I am currently reading Jade War by Fonda Lee, which is the second book in the Greenbone Saga, and Maya's reading the first one. Go ahead and read it. It's an amazing adult sci-fi fantasy series and already made it to my favorites list. And then finally, I'm also reading Arusha and the End of Time by Roshni Chokshi. So this is a middle grade fantasy series, which is inspired by Indian mythology and is part of Rick Riordan Presents series, where he chooses a bunch of authors to write books on different mythologies around the world. That sounds so interesting. It really is. There's like so many different ones, but we can get more into that in our mythology episode. Yeah, we will. (laughs) So those are the books we're reading right now. And now we're going to get into the show. Bye, guys. This is a segment of Match Made in Heaven, where we shoot you some diverse, compelling, and memorable books to pick out as your next date. Who knows? You might find the one. So let's get started with some recommendations. Of course. So we're going to start with books that we have already read. So these are some pretty good ones. I'm going to start off with The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adier. This book is so it's a, it's a duology and it's a retelling of 1001 Nights. And it's absolutely stunning. Like, the prose is just beautifully written, and it's extremely immersive. And it also has an enemies-to-lovers romance, which I know a lot of you guys are looking for that. So go ahead and pick it up. I love enemies-to-lovers. Who doesn't? (laughs) So good, always. My first book is House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. It is um, a 12 Dancing Princesses retelling, and it is so good. It has a little bit of a dark twist, and it is just an amazing read. It's like the embodiment of a fairy tale retelling because it just has all those kind of vibes. And I also, I've also read it, and it's just a beautiful story that's very creepy, too. It is. and then I also have read The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. And I'm not sure if it's necessarily a fairy tale retelling, but it has some fairy tales in it with a darker twist. So I think it does count. Yeah, for sure. And that's also a really good book. Yeah, just like fairy tale vibes all around. Like, you know, when you're reading a book and like you, you just know when it's a fairy tale kind of thing, right? Nostalgic and familiar. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move on to our top two recs. 
So these are books that we have not read yet, but that we are absolutely dying to. We've seen a lot of great reviews for them. And they're also, they also have a lot of diversity, which is always a good thing to see. So our first recommendation is Blanca and Roja by Anna Marie McLemore, which is a Snow White and Rose Red meets Swan Lake. So just a couple words that describe this book are challenging, emotional, fantasy, medium pace, and LGBTQ plus rep. So- hey guys, editing Maya here. We lost the audio for the synopsis of the book Blanca and Roja. So we're going to do it this way. Blanca and Roja are sisters, but also rivals, with Blanca as obedient and graceful as Roja is vicious and manipulative. They know that because of a generations-old spell. One day, the swans will pull them into a dangerous game that will leave one of them a girl and trap the other in a body of a swan. But when two local boys become drawn into the game, the swan spell intertwines with strange and unpredictable magic lacing the woods, and all four of their fates depend on facing truths that could either save or destroy them. Blanca and Roja is the captivating story of sisters, friendship, love, hatred, and the price we pay to protect our hearts. Also, quick disclaimer, we have a hard time with some of the names of the authors in this segment, so sorry about that, and I hope it's all good. (laughs) Wow, so the reviews on this one were absolutely incredible. So many people were talking about how it made their favorites and I hadn't heard about it until I started doing some research for this episode which is awesome right yeah I hadn't heard about it either but it sounds amazing and I'm definitely gonna read it so our next one is throne of the crescent moon by Saladin Ahmed which is a 1001 nights retelling so this is an adventurous fast-paced mysterious and adult fantasy book And I'm going to go into the synopsis now. So the Crescent Moon Kingdoms, which feature holy warriors and heretics, are at the boiling point of a power struggle between the iron-fisted caliph and the mysterious master thief known as the Falcon Prince. In the midst of this brewing rebellion, a series of brutal supernatural murders strike at the hearts of the kingdom. So it follows a gull hunter, a holy warrior dervish who has almost supernatural skill with his sword and a young nomad girl who has the coolest shape-shifting power you've ever seen and it follows them on an unforgettable quest where they discover a plot that threatens to turn their world itself into a blood-soaked ruin so this has everything it has high stakes it has a gang and it has incredible world building I was also looking at some of the reviews on this one as well, and there were some really big fantasy names that absolutely adored it, like Patrick Rothfuss and even Rick Riordan. Wow, that sounds incredible. I know, this is like, it's just skyrocketed on my TBR now. Wow, yeah, that sounds incredible. Okay, so now into, I think, one of my favorite parts which is the Rocket Recommendations. So this is where we're just giving you super quick recommendations and, you know, jot them down quickly because it might be a little fast. Okay, so we're just going to go back and forth, (laughs) starting with you, Maya. Go ahead. Okay, Cinderella is Dead by Callan Bayron. This is a dark Cinderella retelling with queer main characters. It's very adventurous and fast-paced. 
and the force of a thousand lanterns by julie c dow who is a vietnamese american author is a snow white retelling and it's a dark fast-paced fantasy adventurous story then we have reflection a twisted tale mulan by elizabeth Lim. It's adventurous, emotional, mysterious, and fast-paced. Girl, Serpent, Thorn by Melissa Basher-Doust, which is a dark, medium-paced, adventurous fantasy um, story that has LGBTQ plus rep. <laughs> a Thousand Beginnings and Endings by Renee Adies, Potra, uh, Preeti Cheever, Roshini Chokshi, Aliette de Bodard, Melissa de la Cruz, Julie Kagawa, uh, Rahul Kanakia, Lori M. Lee, E.C. Myers, Cindy Pond, Aisha Saeed, Shweta Tharkar, and Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Wong. This is an adventurous, emotional, and medium-paced book, and it's filled with short stories. Yeah, and these are also all um, diverse authors that are either part of the LGBTQ plus community or just POCs. So that is the ending of our Match Made in Heaven segment. (laughs) We hope that you found the one. Welcome to our next segment, Jail or Bail. Play the police officer and decide whether these characters, stories, or authors should be put in jail or bailed. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, jail. Oh, we jail. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I meant jail. 100%. I mean, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I need to be explained. Exactly. Okay, next one. Cinderella. Cinderella. Bail. For sure, bail. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Bail. Bail. <laughs> sort of thing where, like, each of the dwarfs is, like, a different um, emotion when you're on drugs. Or am oh I making God, that up? actually? Okay, I have not seen that. I think so. That's okay, a never mind. Ride. Okay. Alice in Wonderland. I'm gonna say... Um, I mean... Yeah. Actually, Bail. I think Bail. I think Bale, it's a cute story. Exactly. And it's kind of, like, it's super iconic, so gotta say Bale. Yeah. Okay, next one. Little Red Riding Hood. Jail. Jail. Absolutely. 100%. I have been... Who let... Oh, my God. (laughs) Who let a little girl walk through wolf-infested woods with a basket of food for her grandmother? And it literally gets worse because of the fan fiction about the wolf and, like, Little I know. (laughs) Too much. Next one. Okay, The Little Mermaid. Absolutely. Uh, oh, wait. So this is the actual story written by Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Not the Disney one. No. So I'm going to have to say jail. Yeah, same. Not my favorite. Definitely jail. Okay, The Snow Queen. Eh. I'm going to say bail. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is only because I love Frozen so much, and I know this yeah. is like- the actual story but like the snow queen come on powers <laughs> iconic okay the 12 dancing princesses absolutely i think fail it has to be a bail. yeah that's also one of my favorites because of the barbie princess version oh yeah for sure i love the barbie movies me too <laughs> we're gonna talk about that later okay swan lake uh bail yeah bail. beautiful stunning love it Hansel and Gretel, jail. Jail. 
why would you eat random candy you found on the ground? That's exactly. like the definition of wrong. It's also and like dangerous. basic facts about how to survive in the human yeah. world. Okay. Completely agree. Okay, Rumble Stiltskin. Jail. Absolutely fail. Oh my gosh. Rumpel- he tried to take her child. Yeah, but that's what makes the story so cool. Rumble Stiltskin is such an like a, such a fascinating character. I love it. Okay. Okay, one thousand and one nights fail fail it's for sure so so many like stories in that one that are so beautiful and i love it okay the princess and the frog fail i like that really i'm gonna say jail (gasps) what the disney movie is so good the disney movie is good but i don't like the original okay like who would the princess frog (laughs) that's true maybe jail for her (laughs) (laughs) maybe jail okay Okay, the princess and the pea. Bail. I'm gonna say jail for that one, too. I've never liked that story ever since I was younger. Really? Why? I I don't know. There there was something about, like, the prince and him doing the pea thing that just wasn't... That's true. It's really manipulative. Exactly. Okay, jail. Sleeping Beauty. Bail. That's hard. Because she doesn't really do much. She kind of just, like, sleeps yeah, when he saves her. Yeah, but it's not really about her, is it? It's more about, like, okay. Maleficent, if you think about it. Well, okay, that's not in the original story, but I, I don't know. I, I really like Okay, we'll do Bale. The Nutcracker, Bale. Also Bale. Yeah. I love that story. Beautiful ballet. Um, Thumbelina. I don't know that story. Okay, so this is about a girl who is as small as your thumb, and they call her Thumbelina. <laughs> I'm gonna say... <laughs> I'm gonna say ba- uh, Jail. Because I didn't like okay. it. Okay, I'll go along with you. Jail. That was one of my least favorites when I was younger. Okay, Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, jail. Absolute bail. What? Jack is so stupid. Why would you go <laughs> up a Beanstalk? Okay, it's something about the harp, okay? It's the golden magical Fine. harp. Fine. Okay. The Three Little Pigs, also jail. I'm gonna have to say, yeah, jail. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> Okay, the ugly duckling jail. I'm gonna say bail because I think it's a great story. I actually don't know the story. Um, it's <laughs> where there's this uh, like the ugliest duckling becomes the most beautiful swan. <gasps> oh, <I> bail! <laughs> you have to bail it. It's, you know, it's so feel good. I love it. Okay, next one. Okay, last one is Goldilocks. I'm saying jail. I'm gonna have to say jail too, and this pains me yeah. to say because the land of stories Goldilocks is an absolute queen. I love her. She's iconic. So iconic, but in this case, gotta put her in jail. Yeah, kind of like rude. <laughs> Why would you go into someone else's house and then make a fuss about it being not to your liking? Very good point. I've never thought about it like that. I feel like it's one of those stories. That when we were younger, we would always, like, study. And I'm just tired of it. Okay, that's the end of our jail or bail segment. Welcome back. We hope you liked those fun segments. And now we're going to talk a bit more about fairy tales that we like and retellings. So, do you want to start off with our favorite fairy tales? 
Okay, this is really putting me on the spot because I have so many favorite fairy tales. Uh, So you guys got a little sneak peek from the jail or bail segment. But I think my favorite ones, starting off with Cinderella, I have like grown up with the Disney princess movie. And it's, it's so beautiful. And I love like even the live action one where she's like, have courage and be kind. That really resonates with me. What about you, Maya? I have to say that my favorite is Tangled or Rapunzel. <laughs> okay, so um, I've never actually read the Rapunzel story, but I love the Disney movie. It's like my favorite movie of all time. So I have to go with that. Okay, I just got to say um, the actual story, I hate it, but Tangled no! is like superior. Just yeah, Tangled Lynn is. and Rapunzel, so cute. So another one that I really enjoy is, this is another one where I just have a really strong nostalgic connection to it because I used to have like this one storybook that had so many fairy tales in it and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was the one that was illustrated the best. And I'm a huge artist too, so I really love that story. That sounds so beautiful. It is. When I was younger, I loved Beauty and the Beast just for Belle. And I would watch the movie up until she was captured and then I would stop because I loved that there was a princess that loved to read like me. But I never liked the rest of the movie or the story. Also, did anyone else, when they watch the cartoon, when he turns into a human, think that he was more attractive as the Beast? Because I always thought that. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Sorry, but the human is not cute. So I really enjoyed uh, Beauty and the Beast movie, but then I went to Disney World and Belle, like the actress who was playing Belle um, at Disney World, she refused to sign my drawing. And I worked so hard on the drawing. She she was like, I I don't know, like maybe she hadn't learned how to autograph stuff then, but she just like flat out said no. And so did like everyone, like all the other workers around her. And that really hurt me because I worked so hard on the drawing. That's awful. It was horrific. Okay, and the last one for me is just like an honorable mention um, for Aurora. She was, I was a massive fan of Aurora, or Sleeping Beauty. And when I went to Disneyland, I got every single princess's autograph except for hers. And I was super upset because she was the only one I really wanted. And so I went to use the washroom, and when I came back out, my mom was like, oh, yeah, Aurora came by, and I got her autograph for you. And I didn't get to meet her, and I was so sad. Wait, that is so sad, though. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, um, my other, like, third fairy tale that I love is also Sleeping Beauty. There's just, okay, so in the Disney version, there's a song, Once Upon a Dream, And that song still, like, haunts me to this day. And it's just so (laughs) cute. I mean, okay, it's not good to just, like, randomly dance around with a stranger that you don't even know. But it's a beautiful movie. And so, like, nicely animated, too. And the fairy tale in general, too. Don't have anything against it. Going on to what makes a good or bad retelling. Is there anything that you read that makes you cringe or just DNF the book completely? Oh my gosh, so many things. The sentence, I let out a breath I didn't know I was holding. Pretty we bad. Love that. Also, when 
the main love interest is low-key toxic. Oh, Don't yeah. like that. And if the story seems really predictable, I don't like that. I think for me, for specifically fairy tale retellings. Oh, huge... sorry, those were general. Were we doing fairy tales? <laughs> Just fairy tale retellings, I guess. Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, let me read you. Let me read yeah. mine. Okay, in fairy tale retellings, I don't like it when they are too similar because. You know, I'm reading this book not because I want to read the fairy tale again. I want to see something based off of it. <laughs> but it also goes the other way. And if it's too far away from, like, the story of the fairy tale, then that's also annoying. That's actually an interesting yeah. take. Because I feel like, for me, the only, like, warning sign is if it's too similar. But I'm actually fine with it being different and taking a different turn. As long as it wasn't marketed as, like, a complete direct retelling. Like, if I, like, went into the book knowing that it was only inspired by the fairy tale, then I would probably be okay with it. Like, online, I'll be a little bit confused. That actually happened to me with Heartless, where I I knew that it was a Queen of Hearts retelling, but I didn't know at the same time, and that actually made it so much better. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I know, I need to read that. It's a really good book. And then I think another <laughs> turnoff for me is also when... So I feel like typically in, like, normal fairy tales, it's super... How do I say this? There's so many toxic societal standards where, um, you know, like, people are heavily relying on men and there's, like, toxic masculinity and stuff like that. So I think for fairy tales, what I really want to see and what like shows me that it's a good story is mostly when they are able to mix in more modern elements so it appeals to like a modern audience i think my last pet peeve or things i don't like to see in fairy tale retellings would be um oh my god i just blanked i had something in my head (laughs) that's exactly what i did earlier i was like oh my my god (laughs) i've lost it Oh, God. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. We kind of touched on this earlier, but another thing that I love to see is good character development. So in normal, like, fairy tales, it's not as obvious, but when you have, like, a full-length novel to completely flesh out the characters and stuff, I want to see good character development. Yeah, totally. I like it when there's a darker twist or, you know, the character's we get to see deeper into how they feel and it's not just like you know the surface story that we sometimes get with fairy tales exactly like I think a really great example um is like Peter Pan so Peter Pan is a super basic story but if you like really dig deep into it and read it as an adult or even as a teenager you're able to pick out so much more and I feel like the author did do that intentionally but what I would like to see in a retelling is to make it even, not even more obvious, but integrate that even more into the story to really make, like, the readers think more. Yeah, completely. Retellings we want to see in the future. I have so many. I know, same. We've seen a lot of, like, Beauty and the Beast is the main one I can think of. Cinderella, too. Cinderella, yeah. We've seen quite a bit of that. I think it's mostly just Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's true. It's literally just Beauty and the Beast. Like, I can name so many Beauty and the Beast retellings. What what retellings do you want to see? 
Okay, I would love to see a Goldilocks retelling. Um, I think that there could be like such an interesting take on that. Yeah, with like the bears um, too as characters. Wonder what that would yeah. be. Yeah. Like. Wait. Okay. Exactly. I just had the best idea. What if it was like a Goldilocks? has to pull off a heist and then the bears are like the royalty and she's like a thief and then she falls for like the the youngest bear who is a prince someone that's so good story please write the story also love to see um a hansel and gretel retelling i think that could be really cool that would be actually like just playing on the greed of two people and then like tricking them. Yeah, and like really developing those themes of like greed and like your inability yeah. to like restrain yourself. And then lastly, um, I would love a Little Mermaid retelling. I know, same. So I do know that there's To Kill a Kingdom by Alexandra Cristo that is a Little Mermaid retelling. And I really want to read that too. But the main thing is because I love anything related to like sirens and pirates combined so we need more little mermaid retellings the other one that i really want to see is more swan lake retellings um so i know that blanco and roja which is the book that we mentioned earlier that's snow white and red rose meets swan lake so that's why i was super excited when i discovered that because i've been actually looking for swan lake retellings just because it's a beautiful ballet and i i feel like that would translate to like super lyrical writing in a book that i would love to see that'd be so cool like picture it being very like detailed in the imagery i can almost um feel like it would be almost the same kind of vibe as the cruel prince do you yeah. see that with like the lake and stuff yeah. and all like the nature integrated into that? Yeah, I love that. Just imagine like the descriptions for that book. Oh, it would be so gorgeous. Yeah, so <gasps> imagine if it was illustrated. Illustrated, please. It would be stunning. That'd be so pretty. Wow, we yeah. Need those. Oh, the Cruel Prince novellas, the illustrations are. They are so beautiful and they remind me of like that fairy tale book I had when I was younger because it's such a similar style. It was beautiful. That's so cute. I know, just thinking about it, like I'm actually about to cry. It's so, it's so gorgeous. (laughs) Cheering up a little. (laughs) Do you have any more retellings you want to see? I think that's okay. The other one I just want to briefly mention, I know it's not like a fairy tale, but it's a like it's a myth and that's the Hades and Persephone myth I'm just I'm still gonna put it out there I need to see more retellings of that a lot more yeah I'm shocked that there aren't more yeah, it would be incredible how are people not eating that up yeah shocking wow that's the ending of our fairy tale chat and we're gonna get into a new segment called spill the tea yep so stay tuned <laughs> Spill, spill, spill the tea. Spill, spill, spill the tea. Breaking news. We're spilling the tea because we're all thirsty. Trigger warnings. Mentions of racism, anti-Semitism, cultural appropriation, fetishizing of queer relationships and minors, fat shaming, stolen babies, and Kaz Brecker. Today's headlines are Blue Jay tweets, Rin reveals Emily's sins, some roses have sharper thorns than others, Cabbage does not equal a dragon. Notably hidden. We didn't need a reason. The crown's approval. 
and steal your baby and your heart. We're going to start off with Blue Jay tweet. Okay. So starting off with a really big one, we have Jay Kristoff, author of the Illuminae series, the Aurora Rising series, and the Nevernight Trilogy, announced that his book, Empire of the Vampire, which comes out later in 2021, will be getting four different ARC editions. So if you didn't know, ARC stands for Advanced Reader Copy. Um, there was also a charity giveaway for a set of all four of the ARCs. So many POC authors have been told that there is not enough supplies to make physical arcs for them. So the fact that Jay is getting high quality editions is questionable. This also brings into account a lot of stuff related to the publishing industry and how they continue uplifting authors with problematic beliefs. Jay Kristoff has a history of cultural appropriation, fetishizing women loving women relationships, and also fetishizing minors. That's awful. Oh my I know. Um, and also, we just wanted to let you guys know that we will be linking all of this information in our show notes. So before you um, make any statements or discuss it further with anyone you know, make sure that you're being informed um, properly. Fuji's my main source. <laughs> Maya doesn't know anything. It's so funny. I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm I'm the tea spiller. Yes, you are. I just read out the um, the headlines and exactly. <laughs> it still look pretty. <laughs> Next headline: Rin reveals Emily's sins. Dun, dun, dun. April fifth, twenty twenty one. Rin Chupeco, who is the author of Wicked as You Wish and the Ever Cruel Kingdom, created a thread on Twitter calling out Emily Duncan, who is the author of the Wicked Saint series, for racist comments that she's made. Many other BIPOC authors have supported Rin, and Rin also called out other authors who are friends of Emily. Additionally, this isn't the first time Emily has been involved in anti-Semitism and racism. Uh, recently, Emily has made an apology statement and is currently taking a break from Twitter. Uh, once again, we'll link the thread in our show notes, and we encourage everyone to read it properly before further discussions or statements. Another author that has been heavily involved in this is Jessica Kluess, who has vigorously supported and backed up Emily. Um, she is the author of House of Dragons and A Shadow and Bright and Burning series. She has sent disrespectful tweets to a POC educator who has commented on her work in December 2020. And then in May 2019, she mocked incest survivors alongside Emily Duncan. Once again, links will be in show notes. Okay. Our next headline is, Some Roses Have Sharper Thorns Than Others. Daniela Rose Russell, an actress who is currently um, playing a part in the Vampire Diaries spinoff, has engaged with the news that Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Thorns and Roses series was becoming a TV show. Um, this led to a lot of fans speculating that she was casted as the female lead, who is Feyre. Uh, things escalated quite quickly, and Daniela began receiving a lot of hate, saying that she was a bad fit for the role, specifically fat shaming. Um, so although a lot of Akatar fans have been involved, a large portion of them have not participated in fat shaming Daniela, so make sure you know um, who has been involved before speaking up against anyone. Also, we would just like to say that we do not support Sarah J. Mass in any way. So if you are going to read her books, please make sure that you're buying it secondhand. 
and that you are aware of the flaws and like what's wrong with of course um i like don't like the series don't really want a tv show to come out there's so many other series that could have tv shows but like no matter what fat shaming and bullying someone there's like no reason to do that there's no excuse and she like and daniella it got so bad that she had to delete twitter and just like leave the internet for a while so you know please make sure that you're treating people with kindness and respecting others before saying anything okay our next headline is cabbage does not equal dragon on a now deleted tweet lindsay ellis an author and youtuber received backlash for saying quote also watch raya and the last dragon and i think we need to come up with a name for this genre that is basically avatar the last airbender reduxes it's like half of all ya um fantasy published in the last few years anyways end quote so there's a great response by june um cl tan who is the author of the book jade fire gold which is releasing october 12th of this year and she basically um explains why grouping together Asian fantasies is not okay. She talks about how Avatar was created by two white men and shouldn't be considered the standard, as well as how different Asian cultures should not be considered the same. And we'll definitely link her thread below as well. Wow, I never knew that um, Avatar was written by two white people. Yeah, I know. It's it's like, it's a really um, lesser known fact that I feel like we should be bringing up before considering it a really big standard um, in like Asian fantasy in general, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Our next headline is notably... So in- moving on to more lighter things and giving you guys once again more recs, we have a um, Forbes that released an article titled... 10 of the most notable YA books of 2021 so far. So that's definitely an article that you should read, and there's a lot of hidden gems there, so linked below. I really want to read that list. I know, it's a great list. It has, like, We Hunt the Flame on it, Concrete Rose. Our next headline is We Didn't Need a Reason. We, like Kaz Brecker, did not need a reason or explanation of why or how the highly anticipated season one trailer of the new TV show adaptation of Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse, Shadow and Bone, leaked on IMDb the night before the release of the grand finale of the universe, Rule of Wolves. The trailer was officially released the next day, not like they had much of a choice, and the TV show will be coming out on Netflix in less than two weeks on April 23rd. So, like, personally, I think it was leaked on purpose to build hype for the book coming out. Did you actually? Really? I also could be wrong, and some random intern just decided to mess with me. Okay, I I feel like Lee was so surprised. Like, you could just tell by, like, the caption that she had for, like, the Rule of Wolves post that she made. So I feel like it might have been by accident, but once again, like, you never know. The next headline is The Crown's Approval. Stephen King, famous author of horror fiction and an incredible influencer on literature, shares his high praise to a newly released TV show called Them on Amazon Prime Video. So if the king of horror found it scary, definitely give it a watch. So it's about a black family who moves into an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood where malevolent 
forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage, and destroy them. And our last headline of the day is Steal Your Baby and Your Heart. Since this is a fairy tale retelling episode, we had to mention the fact that Marissa Meyer is releasing a new fairy tale retelling. It's called Gilded, it's a Rumpelstiltskin retelling, and it will be on your shelves on November 2nd, 2021. I'm so excited. Me too! I love Rumpelstiltskin, and I already know it's going to be a great book based on her Pinterest board. Oh my god, I love her Pinterest. (laughs) I'm so glad you told me about it. Yeah, it's so cool. And I really, I love her writing style. I just finished uh, the series Renegades, and I love it Renegades is such a great series, and there's so much, like diversity in it adrian has oh, my heart. Adrian! oh my god the ending oh my goodness <sighs> there needs to there be has to be book. like Are there has kidding? to be another like whole other trilogy like a spinoff series come on <laughs> make it happen welcome to what we would join a cult for a segment where we tell you entertainment we're liking so much we would worship it in a cult quote time so everyone knows the cruel prince i cannot go an episode without mentioning that so here's a quote once upon a time there was a human girl stolen away by fairies and because of that she swore to destroy them the wicked king by holly black very on brand for our fairy tale themed episode it's perfect so if you guys want any books that have fairy tale vibes read the book of the air thank you have a nice day (laughs) so my what i would join a cult for this week is the lady history podcast it's on spotify and it's three women who are archaeologists and they're talking about the good bad and forgotten women in history it is so fascinating i love it they have a whole episode that's about pirates poogee I okay, I'm I'm listening to that right after we stop recording because pirates. Yeah, it's so good. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay. So I am a huge Disney fan, if you guys couldn't already tell, which is very on brand for fairy tale retellings. And I recently watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a new Disney Princess animated movie that came up this month. I watched it with my family on Disney Plus. Can I just say, that was the most beautiful movie I have watched. Like, and the animation was stunning. I was blown away. And the fact that they animated that in quarantine just made it even better. And the landscapes, the character design, I was really impressed by that. And they had a really diverse um, crew, which was always nice to see with diverse characters. And it's, I think it's based on Southeast mythology. So beautiful. And then the other thing. That sounds amazing. It does. You Okay, everyone has to go watch it. It's such a good movie. So good. And then the other thing just I wanted to briefly mention is Barbie movies. So I grew up on Barbie movies. I'm sure a lot of you have. And they have a lot of retellings as well. And I was recently watching Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses because that one's my absolute favorite barbie movie ever and it's just so beautiful the dancing the music the sisters i love barbie movies 
I love them. My favorite is Barbie Goes to Charm School. What's that one called? Yes, Barbie in the Charm School. I love that one too. So good. With her and her and they have little fairies that follow them around. I yes, want that. Like the little fairies that are always helping them out and giving them like cupcakes and stuff. So cute. I know. And then the other thing we wanted to mention was like entertainment which we both really enjoyed that is also related to fairy tales so the first one is the land of stories series which i read when i was a kid and i was obsessed like obsessed obsessed um i wanted to be alex (laughs) um (laughs) and i loved the series so much so that's um I think it's six books, and it's by Chris Colfer, who's actually an actor on Glee. I I also remember reading it when I was younger, and that was the only thing I read for, like, a couple years. It was just so well done. It's a middle grade that has a mix of, like, a bunch of fairy tales in this other land, which is called the Land of Stories, and it follows twins, Alex and Connor. Also, I would just like to give a shout out to Froggy and Goldilocks and Jack. Also, Red, because Red is an obnoxious queen. Oh my god, I love her. She's amazing. I remember meeting her. When she takes apart when she takes apart all her baskets to make that (laughs) ship. (laughs) Her baskets. Oh my god. It's just so well written and it's hilarious. Great for like all ages honestly and then the second thing we want to give a little mention to is the tv show once upon a time this is my absolute favorite tv show of all time i love it i don't think i ever finished it but i got really into it for a couple years yeah i think i feel like it kind of slacked off at the ending but like a good chunk of it i i just i love it i I don't know what more to say all right so that's the end of our cult segment Yep, and Jude We're gonna is, get into our outro. Jude is looking after all of you guys. Yeah, she's proud of you. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to our second episode of the Enchanted Pages podcast. We're going to go ahead and do a social media plug right now. So I'm going to start with mine. My, in- my bookstagram is at readers with my good friend Anjali and then my Goodreads for entertaining reviews is at It's Pooji. And my bookstagram is at Maya Reads Too Much and uh, you know come have a fun time. <laughs> oh also just for Maya's plug Maya.reads.too.much <laughs> I had to. Thank you Pooji. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, a little hint at the end of our episode, you know, be looking out for some behind the scenes of making the podcast on our Instagram and some sun summoning and diversity chats on our future episodes. Ooh, la la. (laughs) So this is the end of the second episode of the Enchanted Pages podcast. Thank you for listening. And we hope you all have your happily ever after. Bye. Adios. Adios.